Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 109 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. Got a big show for everybody today. Obviously, if you've been paying attention to rugby around these parts the last few days, some big news to talk about, and we will talk about all that stuff in the breakdown. But the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So obviously just kind of talked about it in that little ad read right there, and that's something that I've had to omit from the ad read copy these last couple of weeks because I knew, you know, it it wasn't out yet. Um, But the Colorado Exos rebranded to the American Raptors on Wednesday. I mentioned it at the end of last week's show that there was going to be some news coming out, and that was it. Uh, They will play their first match as the American Raptors at Infinity Park on Saturday, September 11th, before the USA-Canada match. Uh, I expect a lot of Giltinis to be on the team. They're playing the SoCal Griffins. That should have a lot of Giltinis on it. That match will be free to attend, and it will also be live-streamed on the website as well. But I'll talk a little bit more about this rebrand in the middle of the show. Obviously, have some thoughts on it. I went through uh, and rounded up some questions that I've seen coming, you know, floating around on the internet. So I'll do my best to answer those as well. I'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, you know, like I said, in a couple of minutes. But before that, I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that EXO Raptor players have been up to these last few weeks. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start with David Still and Sean Clark. They played for the USA U23 Sevens team at Rugby Town Sevens a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and they got the invite to go train with the men's 15s team in Glendale this last weekend, or this last week, excuse me, um, before the team packed up and went to Canada to play this test match this weekend. Uh, so it's been good for those guys to kind of see what those trainings are like. Not bad for a couple of guys that had never played rugby before January. So they're already working their way up through the ranks. I think it just adds more validity to the program and to the idea. So. Uh, awesome to see those guys progressing so fast and and getting to play in all these different environments. Like if you think about it, both these guys played for the XO slash American Raptors. Uh, David still went to the Austin Gilgronies, I think at the end of May. So then you got to be in a daily training environment in the MLR. Uh, played a lot of you played significant minutes for the Gilgronies as kind of round out the season. 
Uh, then he went to USA U23s for Rugby Town 7s, and now he's training with the USA Men's 15s team last week in Glendale. So you think about all that different rugby experience and knowledge that he's gained in these last nine months. Uh, it's tough to beat. Same with Sean Clark. Sean was with the, you know, XO American Raptors. He was with, went to the Giltinis for a little bit. I know he had some some health stuff he had to deal with, so he left there. But then, you know, same as David, still playing with the USA U23s and then getting an invite to come train with the 15s team. Invaluable experience. Awesome to see those guys progressing like that. Kind of changing directions a little bit. We have a friend of the program and former XO scrum half, Michael Bandy, has made the Los Angeles Chargers practice squad. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, you know that Bandy joined the XOs in January, played with the team till the beginning of May. I think he left, like he made the decision. He got invited on super short notice. The week that the XOs were playing the Houston Sabercat team, the Rugby HTX Academy side, he got invited before that trip went on that trip he left straight from houston uh, and flew i think he was in indianapolis uh, left straight there went to indianapolis that, that next day and went to football practice competed in the spring league turned that opportunity into uh you know a contract with the los angeles chargers got invited to training camp i saw he was cut after the first preseason game and then they re-signed him the following day so i don't know what that was about they probably had to do some roster gymnastics or something he had a good remainder of the preseason. He ended it with a five-catch uh, for a 27-yard game in that final preseason game last weekend. And then he didn't make the final 53, but he made the practice squad, so that's awesome for him. He's just one, you know, one call away from getting bumped up into the active roster. So congrats to Bandy. Hoping to see him get his shot on a roster sometime this season. Uh, but it's really cool to see that. And that's just kind of another little wrinkle to this whole program. It's something that we've talked about a lot on the show, obviously, and I've asked him before. But I don't think I ever would have thought that somebody would have successfully, you know, came from football, come train, play rugby, stayed in good enough shape. And because of rugby, you know, gets invited to go to the spring league and then ultimately gets into training camp and then he makes a practice. I never thought something like that would happen this soon, especially in the first year. But it's cool to see that, like, rugby is not only opening rugby doors for these guys it's also opening other doors to do other things and keep them in shape to do you know to play the sport they want to play or the original sport that they played and Banny's been on record saying that he loved rugby he had a great time this is something that you know if the NFL didn't work out he would consider this as a career and he you know he was good enough obviously he was the captain of the XOs and uh, scored a couple of tries so you know, he, he caught the bug, he, he saw the value in rugby, and he used rugby to help him, you know, get to another goal, which I think is a, another awesome opportunity that not only rugby gives, but this, again, this crossover program leaves that door open as well. Uh, so it's cool to see Bandy get these chances and make a, an NFL team, and now he's on with the, the Chargers and hoping to see him get a shot this year. That kind of does it for the breakdown. really don't have too much else to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of rugby we could watch this weekend, and that's obviously the next segment of the show. The USA men's team named the roster that will be playing Canada this week, so we'll go ahead and talk about all the rugby you can watch right now, I guess. Perfect segue. Uh, so we got some college rugby. We've got Mount St. Mary's versus Harvard. Harvard. Man, I'm having a hard time saying Harvard. I couldn't get into Harvard saying Harvard like that. We have Mount St. Mary's versus Harvard on Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN+. And then we have Army versus Brown on Saturday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time on ESPN+. Uh, we've got the Curry Cup. 
We've got the two semifinal Curry Cup matches. We've got the Blue Bulls versus Western Province on Friday at 11 a.m. on Flow Rugby. Then we have the Sharks versus the Greekwas on Saturday. The time is to be determined, but that one will also be on Flow Rugby. Got some women's rugby starting back up. The Allianz Premier 15 start this weekend. We've got five matches. We've got Bristol Bears women versus Exeter Chiefs women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. We have the Sale Sharks women versus the Worcester Warriors women on Saturday at 6.30 a.m. Mountain Time. We have Wasps FC ladies and versus Saracen women on Saturday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And then we have Glaster Hartbury women's RFC versus DMP Durham Sharks on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time. You can catch all five matches of round one for free on Allianz, premier15s.com. I think it's just premier15s.com. I actually don't include Allianz. But if you Google it, it will come up. We've got USA versus Canada, like I was just talking about. The 2023 Rugby World Cup qualifier on Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time. That one's on the road in Canada and Newfoundland. That will be on Flow Rugby before, you know, they obviously come play in Glendale next Saturday on the 11th. And then we have Bledisloe Cup 3, Australia versus New Zealand, Sunday at midnight. So the, the, the midnight between Saturday and Sunday. Watch that one on Flow Rugby as well. And that just about does it for all the rugby you could watch this weekend. I know we're kind of hitting our stride in terms of all, there's about to be a bunch of rugby uh, and as the weekends go on, there'll be more and more to watch as we kind of move into uh, rugby season. So it'll uh, be good to good to get back in the swing of all that stuff. This is sports heaven, right? You got football, you got college football, if you like high school football, you got all that. You got the NFL, and you got all this different rugby you can watch. So I know I'm loving it. Make sure to tune in, catch some of those games starting this weekend. We'll go ahead and jump into uh, it would be the interview portion of the show. But there's no interview portion of the show this week. I put out some calls. It just wasn't working out. So I thought, you know, what better time than to answer some American Raptors questions. So I saw several questions in the comments on the American Raptors announcement on various platforms. I've seen other things floating around the Internet. So I try to round them up, the ones that were valid, actually, uh, and answer them. Because there are a lot of valid questions. It can be confusing. I know, like, when I bump into people at the DNVR bar and they ask what's going on, I do my best to explain that. Well, they were in the MLR, and then they changed to the XOs, and now they're changing American Raptors. So I understand that can be confusing, and I think a lot of the, you know, the people being, uh, you know, confused or is warranted. So I'm going to try to clear it up. There are some other comments just about people being excited to have the Raptors back, people being angry about the, you know, Raptors leaving MLR still that are out there. We'll leave those out there. We'll leave them to rest. So I'm going to do my best to answer these questions. I'm not going to say any names because they obviously didn't submit them to me, so I'm not going to put anyone's name out there. But I round up some questions, and I'll do my best to answer them right now. So the first one goes, so does this mean they are now in the Pacific Premiership? And if so, where does that put the Merlins? What league are they playing in? Uh, there's a lot of those questions, like what competition do the Raptors play in? Uh, I'm confused, this and that. So, no, they're not in the Pacific Rugby Premiership. I don't know what's going on with the PRP. But just like the Exos did in the spring, like the, it's the same team, right? They will play anybody in any competition. Uh, that's what they did in the spring. They played some men's clubs. They played some MLR Academy sides. They played Clemson at one point. So you just get games wherever they can. You know, obviously the, the best way to learn how to play rugby, I think I've said on the show a lot, and people that have played rugby will know, like, you just got to play, right? So getting matches is important, and they'll take them however they can get them. Obviously, like, the, the higher 
caliber teams and are going to be better matches for these guys that have played in these high quality, high caliber, you know, football leagues, basketball leagues, anything like that. And that just kind of gives you a good, you know, idea of where you actually stand, like in terms of high level rugby in this country. So I think the, the goal is you want to play probably more MLR Academy sides, super high level, you know, men's clubs rather than maybe some, you know, those lower level teams. But you just got to get them however you can. You just got to get matches. Uh, and I think this first one against SoCal Griffins will actually be a good one because, like I mentioned earlier in the show, like uh, that is a de facto feeder team for the Giltinis, right? Like there are going to be a lot of Giltinis on that team. If you saw the SoCal Griffins team that played at Rugby Town Sevens, there was five or six Giltinis on that team. So I think they're going to bring a good team. that will be a good test for them. Uh, especially, you know, leading into this fall season. And it's a little bit different moving into this season, too, because now they have played rugby for eight or nine months. Now they have played 10 matches, you know, with the XOs, and they've gone and done their own thing, and they played on different teams here and there. So they do have a little bit more rugby knowledge and experience. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that all translates into some more matches moving into the fall. So long story short, they're not in a, a competition. The way it's been described to me is they're like an independent in college football, whether it be a Notre Dame or a BYU. They'll literally play anybody they can. Uh, and that's kind of nice in a way because you, you have the flexibility to do what you want. And it is kind of a pain in the way because you don't belong to a competition. So you don't really have teams that have to play you at all, just as off, you know, relationships and all that good stuff. So they're not in a competition. They'll play whoever. Hopefully that answers the question. Uh, next question I found. So are the American Raptors going to enter the MLR? The American Raptors are not going to enter the MLR. Um, I don't think that... I think the the possibility of Glendale side entering the MLR is slim to none. You know, Obviously anything's possible and you never say never, but just doesn't seem like that's where they want to put their eggs anymore. They don't want to put the eggs in the MLR basket. They want to do their own thing. They're, they're, you know, full steam ahead on this crossover project and it's working. You know, they went five and five in the spring, but they put six guys into the MLR. Michael Bandy, obviously back into the NFL. And there was going to be a couple more guys, but some things happened here or there. So I think that they've kind of got something going here. And while it's upsetting to people that like MLR and were fans of the Raptors and MLR, that's just the reality of the situation, uh, fortunately, unfortunately. So that's just where things sit. They're, they're marching towards this new goal, and they seem to be picking up some steam. And MLR re-entry is really not in that equation. But like I said, I guess anything's possible, and you never say never, but uh, I wouldn't put any money on it either. So moving into the next question. No more hugs and kisses, no more tic-tac-toes. Yes, the XOs are, I, th I believe the XO name is done. Yep, no more XOs. That was never going to be a permanent thing. I know just from talking to some people in the past, uh, that was just kind of a, a stopgap to get, you know, figure out what they wanted to do with the Raptors brand and, and then make that move. Uh, but I didn't really know that it was good, what direction it was going to go, but I knew that the XOs wasn't going to be a permanent thing. Uh, at the end of the day, just a name, right? I really did like the EXO name. I thought that was kind of cool, and I thought it was an accurate representation of kind of the team. And uh, I've learned this about myself. I'm a fan of when, like, the last name, second name, I guess, in a sequence is shorter than the first name. I think that's cool in almost any occasion. So I like that part of it. I just thought it was a little bit different. You know, you're not, there's not, there's, there's plenty of Raptors. There's plenty of, 
you know, bulldogs. There's plenty of all that other stuff, but there was only one Exos that I knew of. Um, but, I, you know, I like the name. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's just a name. Do I think the American part and the American Raptors are kind of silly? Sure, I guess. But they were pretty open about how they want to take this crossover team, like, abroad. So I understand calling it American in that sense. It's no sillier than any of the other, you know, the, the Guild names or anything like that. Uh, the goals and the ideas behind this program are all the same as they have been since they withdrew from MLR. They're just doing it as the American Raptors now instead of the Exos. And this program has already proven that it has value. So I guess it doesn't really matter what you call it. Uh, and whatever they call it, my job is to, to cover what kind of happens here and, and interview the players and keep people in the know. So I'm going to do that, whatever they call it. I'll be here covering it to the best of my ability. And to be quite honest, I just don't like care that much. There's <laughs> there's other things I guess to worry about than what the the name of a rugby program is. So uh, whatever. I like the new logo. I think it looks cool. I think the colors are cool. Uh, I'm glad they incorporate the Raptors in some way because the Raptors do have you know they have been around for I guess like closing in on 15 years now. So I'm glad that it's like back in the mix. But I did like the XOs. I appreciate the XOs and uh, who will. We'll look back on the Exos period, the, I guess, nine months that it existed as a time that I was fond of. And uh, like I said, I, I like the program. I, I'm i fully on board. I think it's cool. I'm invested in it. I think uh, I'm excited to see the future of the program, to see, you know, where these players end up going on and doing because they're on the right track. Uh, and I'll be here trying to tell a couple stories along the way. So that's kind of what I what I have for, for that question. Uh, one other one I saw come in that says, are tickets going to be reasonably priced? Are they still expensive? And the first match is free, so free is hard to beat. Free is, I think, reasonably priced. And I guess reasonably priced, like, I don't know. I, I obviously didn't really ever have to buy a Raptors ticket when I was credentialed doing stuff, but uh, I don't think they were ever more than 20 bucks. So I guess reasonable is uh, it's fluid. It means different things to different people. But free is pretty easy to beat, so... Uh, hopefully people can come out, watch this team, see how the couple of crossover guys have progressed. The roster isn't announced yet, but I know just from you know talking to people and being around that it's going to be a lot of the same players that were on the XO team. There's been some new additions. There's been some some like rugby additions, some guys that have actual you know long rugby backgrounds because I think like as Mark Bullock's talked about on the show, they're learning that they do need you know experienced rugby players in, in key positions and. Uh, especially in the back line, they talked about like how most of the forward pack is true crossover guys. There's, you know, a couple exceptions here and there, but it seems like it's been easier to pick up forward play for the crossover guys rather than backline play. Uh, so I know that there's a couple more experienced backs walking around. There's some more NFL guys I'm excited to talk about, you know, once all that's good and ready to be announced and hopefully we can get them on the show and get to know them a little bit better. <clears throat> but all that will come in due time. Uh, we get our first chance to see them on September 11th. And then I actually will be out of town, so I will not be at that one. But I know they have a full full slate scheduled. There's going to be a lot of rugby at Infinity Park uh, over these next couple of months. And there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about and plenty of uh, stories to tell. So looking forward to jumping into all that as we get there. I think that's like most of the questions I wanted to answer. There's obviously a lot more comments and stuff, but you know, a lot of it's venting. A lot of it's people being upset about you know, the, the constant shifting in directions. And I get it. I think it's fair. Um, but like I also said, like, 
this is what's happening and this is the direction they're going and it's my job to, to cover it the best I can. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. Moving into the required reading portion of the show, uh, this piece that I found is called Canada Hope History Can Repeat Itself Against USA and Rugby World Cup 2023 Qualifier, and that's published by World Rugby. Just a good piece to familiarize yourself on some of the history between the USA and Canada rivalry, you know, dating back to 2006, I think was the last time that uh, Canada, or I guess Canada beat USA in Newfoundland. So good little piece, just kind of talking about some of the history. You can familiarize yourself with it ahead of this weekend's match. I will, of course, link the article in the article that houses this podcast. So if you're interested in that, you can go to the dnvr.com, click on the rugby stuff, click on the link there, or it will also be in the description of the podcast. So if you just scroll down whatever app you're listening to. You can click on it there. So make sure you check that out. Let me know what you think. With that, we'll go ahead and close the show with the loop. Don't really have a lot to talk about in the loop. Just wanted to say that the best way to keep up with all the content at the NVR Rugby is to follow along on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Bringing you all the content, all the stories you're looking for in regards to this new American Raptors uh, endeavor. That's my job. That's what I'm going to do. But other than that, that's my show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend, and I will catch you all back here next week. 